Have you ever wondered if caffeine is against the word of wisdom? Hi, and welcome to Twain Talk for Latter-day Saints, your questions and clear answers. I'm Tiffany Thomas, and I'm here to help guide you through gospel topics in a way that makes sense to you. It's easy to feel lost when there are so many different voices out there telling you right from wrong. It can be hard to know what to do when you have questions. We're going to take the common gospel questions that you as teens and tweens have and answer the why, what, and how about them. We'll go into the doctrines and principles so you can figure out how to apply them to your own life. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you listen to the first four podcasts in order first, or you'll miss out on a lot and be a little lost. And if you need something to draw or sketch during this podcast while you're listening, I've got some coloring pages on my website, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast. You can also find the references and transcript for this podcast there. And then you can find me, Tiffany, on Instagram and Facebook as Saving Talents or on TikTok as Tween Talk LDS. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This week, we're going to talk about the word of wisdom, since that's the example we used last week to talk about the differences between the doctrine, the principles, and the application. Now, just to recap, the doctrine is the deep stuff. It's things like the fact that we're children of God or the plan of salvation. The doctrine answers the question of why about the gospel. The principles come from the doctrine, and they're the commandments that God gives us tithing, the law of chastity, those are some examples. They answer the what, as in what am I supposed to do? Remember that principles can change throughout history. The children of Israel had clean and unclean foods, for example, and we have the word of wisdom. But the principles always come from the prophet of the times. And then there are applications. The applications are the how of the gospel. And this is when we get to decide on our own, and it's how we choose to be valiant. So let's use this pattern to talk about the word of wisdom. I know you're probably really excited to find out if coffee and chocolate and caffeine are against the word of wisdom. But before we can answer those questions, we need to get back to the basics. So why? Why do we need the word of wisdom? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we learn that God created our bodies. Now, we talked about the creation at the very beginning of this podcast series, right? God didn't just wave a magic wand and poof, our bodies are here. Heavenly Father knows biology. He knows the physics and the science. So he created our bodies molecule by molecule. The processes that take food and convert it into energy or the nerves that send signals to our brain, things that make our muscles move. All of that is done by science. Our bodies are incredibly complex pieces of machinery. If just one thing gets out of whack, it can throw things way off. The flu, for example, and COVID, those are just one teeny, teeny, tiny virus. Cancer is just one little microscopic cell. 
my Crohn's disease is just a tweak in my immune system that throws my body into havoc. So our bodies are machines that are finely tuned and delicate and in balance. But more than machines, our bodies house our spirits. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So when our physical bodies get off balance, it can affect our spirits. And if you need proof of that, think back to the last time you felt really, really sick. How easy was it for you to control your behavior when you're throwing up over a toilet? Or you have horrible stomach pains? Or you just have a high fever and want to sleep? So how can we make right choices and follow our blueprints if we can't hear the guidance of the Holy Ghost because our bodies feel too crummy? So that's the first reason why we should follow the word of wisdom. God made our bodies and he knows how to keep our bodies in balance so we can hear the guidance of the Holy Ghost. The second reason is to avoid losing our agency our ability to choose those different paths due to addiction. Whether it's drugs or something else, which we'll talk about in a little bit, addiction is a big problem. Remember how we're here to prove ourselves trustworthy? We're trying to take the right paths on our blueprints that we made and to make the right choices. But an addiction is something that when your body has to have it, it can actually block you from making those right choices and erase entire paths from your blueprint. President Boyd K. Packer said, addiction has the capacity to disconnect the human will and nullify moral agency. In 2 Nephi chapter 26, verse 22, it talks about Satan and it says, he leadeth them about the neck with a flaxen cord until he bindeth them with his strong cords forever. Do you know what a flaxen cord is? Think about a very thin, fine piece of thread. It may be the kind you sew with. And if you don't sew, then think about a strand of hair. How easy is it to take a strand of hair and to break it? If you're not sure, go ahead and try it with an individual piece of your own hair. It's pretty flimsy, right? So fine and thin that if there was only one hair wrapped around your neck like a leash, could you break away to freedom? Yeah, you probably could. But what if you take that strand of hair and braid it together with a few other strands? Is that a little bit stronger? Now try taking an entire fistful of your hair. Please use your own hair and not your sister's hair. Try to break it the way you did with the single strand. Are you able to do it? No, probably not. And that is how Satan will get you to give up your agency through addiction. You see, when you do something addicting, Satan puts that leash around your neck. You've given him power over you. It's super thin. It's a flaxen cord. So you don't really think it's a big deal. 
But the more you do it, he adds another strand at a time. And the next thing you know, it's a super strong cord that you can't break. And then Satan gets to lead you down the pathway on your blueprint that he chooses. And you've given up your agency almost entirely. Now, can you get away? Yes. With Christ's help, you always can. But it is hard. It is so, so hard. So what's the answer? Don't even do it in the first place. If you don't have a flaxen cord around your neck, then it won't ever be able to turn into a thick cord. Or if you're starting to have that flaxen cord around your neck, you can break it. You can repent. And a lot of times you may need your parents or the bishop's help, but you can do it now. Better now than down the road when it's thicker. So these are the reasons why we should follow the word of wisdom. God made our bodies. Your body is a machine and your spirit is what should be in control of your body. God who made your body knows how you can take care of it. So you can one, hear the guidance of the Holy Ghost and two, keep your agency. So he tells the prophets in each dispensation how to take care of our bodies. These are the principles. In our day, it's the word of wisdom, but in previous dispensations, there were other principles. That's why Christ drank wine in the scriptures. That's why the law of Moses said that some meats were unclean and shouldn't be eaten. We don't know the exact scientific reason for each dispensation. I'm sure that there's theories out there, like maybe the wine in Christ's time wasn't as strong or potent as the wine in our time. And maybe the meats back then had diseases that those meats don't have today. Never heard of a thing called salmonella? It might have been a lot worse back then because they might not have been able to cook it right. And honestly, we shouldn't worry about what the principles were in previous dispensations because they don't apply to us. We should always follow the current living prophet of our dispensation. After all, the world changes a lot, right? Vaping didn't used to exist. Soda pop, candy, Twinkies, things like that weren't around. And even coffee and tea in Joseph Smith's time, they were really different. So let alone the food and drinks from thousands of years ago. You know, I think we should talk about following the prophet next week because I'm getting a little sidetracked. Let's get back to the word of wisdom and its applications for us. Most of you know the history of the word of wisdom. Emma Smith, the wife of the prophet Joseph Smith, was cleaning the hall of the prophets, which was kind of disgusting because a lot of them chewed tobacco and spit it on the floor. She asked Joseph about it, and he prayed and received revelation. And that is section 89 in the Doctrine and Covenants. We are not going to read that section. There's not enough time in this podcast, and it's really boring to just hear me read aloud to you. So I strongly encourage you to read it on your own. Instead, I'm just going to highlight the three main points. You know, we often think of the word of wisdom as a really big, long list of things that we can't do, but it's actually a lot more than that. There are three parts, the things that are good for our bodies, the things that are bad for our bodies, and then the blessings that come from being obedient. 
So first let's start with the things that are good for our bodies. Fruits, vegetables, wholesome herbs are, should all be used with prudence and thanksgiving is what that section says. Meat is good, but it is to be used sparingly. And then grains such as wheat, rice, and oats are said in that section to be the staff of life. All right, so we have an idea of the good things. Now let's talk about the things that are harmful. Alcoholic drinks, tobacco, and hot drinks are what that section tells us. And then at the end of Doctrine and Covenants 89, the Lord promises us blessings, including health, wisdom, knowledge, and protection, meaning both physical and spiritual protection. So that's the principle, the word of wisdom, that section, what I just said. Now I know what you're thinking. Sister Thomas, you didn't say anything about drugs or caffeine or vaping in here. And this is where applications come into play. And this is where we desperately need a living prophet. Sometimes the principles are kind of vague and large groups of the church members get confused or they're not sure how to apply them. Hot drinks, for example, what does that even mean? Hot chocolate? Tea? What if it's iced tea? Coffee? Well, what if it's decaf coffee? But what if I'm tired at night and I warm up some milk because I can't sleep? Okay, when this happens, the prophets come out with official statements that tell the members of the church specifically how to make applications. In the case of the word of wisdom, the church has said hot drinks mean tea and coffee. This includes any kind of drink made with a coffee bean, whether it's decaf or caffeinated, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, and drinks made with tea leaves. So this means that herbal tea, which is made from like orange leaves instead of leaves from the tea plant, are fine. Another application is that tobacco includes chewing and smoking, and vaping is included in this, even if it's not actually using tobacco. Another application is to not use drugs. This includes misusing prescription drugs that are given by a doctor. Some of these applications are pretty specific, right? And they can all be found on the church's website in official statements from the prophet and apostles. And the reason they had to do that is because people started trying to see what they could get away with. For example, the prophet said tobacco and smoking are bad. So when vaping was invented, lots of members of the church, especially teenagers, said it was okay because it didn't have the problems the cigarettes did. Because this line of thinking was so common, the prophet and apostles came out with an official statement in the new era and said how the Lord wanted the principle applied. Now, I'm not going to get into an argument on why vaping might not be bad or why decaf coffee shouldn't be a problem or why science might say that a glass of wine a day is good for you. At the end of the day, I trust the prophet who speaks for God more than I trust any kind of logic from the world. And I want to be valiant. Remember how that's the difference between the celestial kingdom and the terrestrial kingdom? Members of the church go to the terrestrial kingdom if they're not valiant. 
and if they're blinded by the craftiness of men. That includes taking the words of scientists over the words of a prophet who speaks for God, who knows everything. This is about proving ourselves trustworthy. We shouldn't be asking, how bad can I be? Or what can I get away with? Or how close to the line is close enough without going over? This is about being valiant. If the prophet says vaping is bad, then don't vape. If the church says don't drink anything with tea leaves in it, don't do it. It's that simple. Don't let any kind of logic try to convince you otherwise. All right, now that we've got that settled, let's talk about applications of the word of wisdom that the prophets have not spoken clearly on. One of the most common things that members of the church disagree with is whether or not drinks with caffeine are okay. Pepsi, Mountain Dew, energy drinks. Well, other than a statement that President Hinckley gave in an interview in the 1990s to David Letterman, the church really actually hasn't said very much about caffeine. People will sometimes argue that, well, if caffeine and soda isn't okay, then chocolate isn't okay either because it has caffeine. Can you see me rolling my eyes a little bit? Let's go back to the doctrine of the word of wisdom. Remember the two reasons why we have it? One, to take care of our bodies so we can follow the right path and hear the Holy Ghost. And two, to avoid addiction so we don't lose our agency. Because caffeinated drinks are not specifically warned against anywhere in an official statement from the church, then it's going to be an individual thing. Remember, you can get inspiration for what's best for your body, and it can be different than what someone else gets for their body, and both of you are right. I personally don't drink caffeinated drinks. Not only does carbonation upset my Crohn's, but caffeine gives me a raging migraine. So for me, caffeine violates the word of wisdom. Now, I know some people who drink a Mountain Dew or a Pepsi or an energy drink every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, because they say they're tired and they just can't function without it and they need to have it to get things done. If they don't get their caffeine, they're grumpy, irritable, and unproductive. I would say that that's an addiction that they have. If they don't get it, they can't function and it's controlling them. Now, I want to be very, very, very clear about something here. Taking prescription medication to help you function as prescribed by a doctor is not the same thing as being addicted to something. If you have depression or ADHD or Crohn's disease or anything like that, and you need medication to help your body function in the way that it's supposed to, that is okay. An antidepressant to help you stabilize your mood or medication for ADHD because you cannot focus without it because of the way your brain is hardwired is not the same thing as relying on caffeine to wake up and have energy for the day. 
with the case of doctor prescribed medication and treatments, it's because your imperfect body is doing something or not doing something that a regular healthy body should do. When a medical doctor who is trained to understand how bodies work gives you a diagnosis and a prescription to help your body function correctly, that is very different than an addiction or self-medication, which is when you don't follow the doctor's prescription and take too much. Are we on the same page about that? Okay, good. So now let's get back to our example of caffeinated drinks. And this example is applying to anything you hear somebody say is against the word of wisdom that you're not sure about and the prophet hasn't said it. This principle about something controlling your behavior like caffeine works for all foods and drinks. You know, in fact, as I'm doing this podcast, the spirit is telling me that I may need to evaluate how I use my chocolate. I tend to stress eat, and usually that's M&Ms and chocolate chips. And if I have a day where I try really, really hard not to eat chocolate, I'm kind of cranky and irritable and not as patient with my kids as I should be. Does that sound like I'm treating my body the way that it should? Remember the doctrine? It's about keeping your body healthy so you can hear the Holy Ghost and to avoid addiction so you can keep your agency. So whether it's chocolate or soda or even celery or apples, if it's something that you have to have and only that thing, then it's probably an addiction and not an occasional enjoyment. So if you have a question about if something is against the word of wisdom or not, go back to the doctrine and the principles. First, ask if the prophet has already given specific direction for that thing. If you're not sure, you can ask your parents or the bishop, or you can go on the church's website, or you can ask me. You can shoot me an email or use the contact form on savingtalents.com forward slash podcast. And I can look into it for you and get back to you along with where I found the answers, like a link to the article or official statement or something. Now, if the prophet or apostles haven't given clear direction about that thing, then it's an application for you to find out for yourself. So this is the second step. You go back to the doctrine. Ask yourself, is it good for your body? Is it addicting? Is it controlling your behavior? Does it prevent you from feeling the spirit? If that doesn't work and you're still not sure, then the third step is to pray about it. Heavenly Father is going to give you direction on this every single time. Every body is different. I have Crohn's disease. Raw fruits and vegetables are actually really painful for me to eat. My safe foods are meats and carbs like pastas. But I have a sister who doesn't eat any meat at all, and their family feels so much happier and healthier when they don't. Are either of us breaking the word of wisdom? No. My sister and her husband have stewardship over their bodies. They can receive revelation for themselves on what's best for them. They can't tell me how to apply the word of wisdom, and I can't tell them. 
So if you decide that caffeine is a violation of the word of wisdom for you, then you're right. It is a violation of the word of wisdom for you. And if someone else drinks a Pepsi now and then, are they breaking the word of wisdom? That's not for you to decide. You got your revelation for you, but that doesn't mean that it's the same for them. Does that make sense? Some applications are for everyone, like vaping, but the applications that are for everyone can only come from the apophet and the apostles. Now, if you're addicted to your Mountain Dew, is that going to keep you from the temple? Nope, it's not. But remember, it's not about doing the bare minimum, right? We want to be valiant. So just because something won't keep you from the temple doesn't mean that it won't keep you from the celestial kingdom because it's about proving yourself trustworthy to God. It's about showing that you are willing to do everything you can to be like him and not just follow your own desires. It's about bringing yourself in line with what he wants for you not what you want for yourself. So when it comes to applying the word of wisdom, there is a lot that is church-wide for everybody, the rules everyone should follow. And then there's a lot that is individual as well. It's about taking care of the unique and imperfect body that Heavenly Father created for you. That means following the prophet's direction for application. That means avoiding addiction and keeping your body healthy so your mind can be clear. That means taking medications if needed and as prescribed by a medical professional. And then the blessings that are promised at the end of Doctrine and Covenants 89 are amazing. Go read them. Just remember that not all blessings come in this lifetime. For example, I follow the word of wisdom as best I can, other than the chocolate, which I'm working on, but I do still have Crohn's disease. But because I'm doing my best, I know that I will have all the energy I need to do the Lord's work and his will for me. That may be different than what I think I should be doing, but if I do what I can to obey, my body won't fail me when he asks me to do something that he needs me to do. I trust those promises. And I do know that one day we are all going to be gifted with perfect resurrected bodies. Isn't that just an awesome promise? So go do your best to be valiant in keeping the word of wisdom. Don't ask, what can I get away with? but ask, how do I best follow this commandment? Make sure you're following the prophet's direction. And we'll talk more about that next week, following the prophet. I'll see y'all then. Thanks for joining me this week on Tween Talk for Latter-day Saints. I hope today's podcast helped you learn the what and why of the gospel questions so that you can figure out the how for yourself. If you have any gospel questions you want me to help answer, then just go on over to my website, savingtalents.com forward slash podcast and submit your question. 
And you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as Saving Talents or on TikTok as Tween Talk LDS. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Tiffany Thomas, giving you clear answers to your gospel questions. Keep praying, and I'll see y'all later.